morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Black Swiss Fighters with me, Robert. With me, Pete. He's back again, yeah. Pete's back again. Cool. Guess and man, like Mo. Back again. Vegan Mo. <laughs> <laughs> you won't do me dirty like that, man. Uh, yes, the fitness is complete once more. So, let's go straight into it. So, before we start this, I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> this is not a good sign. I'm just going to oh, say. I think your first wants to come in. Um, oh, okay. I'm just going to say. God made the tree of knowledge. Okay. And then Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge. Yes? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get into the conversation today. So. <laughs> Are we uh, about to eat from a tree we shouldn't eat from? Uh, uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> so. I've been thinking about this topic for a while. And I want to, I want to do it. Why does this sound like a proposal? <laughs> it sounds worrying is what it sounds. I've been thinking about this topic for a while. It sounds exceedingly worrying. And I wanted us to, I wanted to do it when we were all here together. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not trying to be in trouble by himself. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see how far we get with it. Okay. So it all started, I think, two or three weeks ago. Is right? this going to get edited? <laughs> is this episode going to get edited? <laughs> to be honest, if, you, if you edit it, you have to edit the whole, the, the, the whole first part. All right, let's go. But yeah, so... I first started thinking about this because a couple of weeks, two, three weeks ago, I saw in the news that people were, were saying that Charlie Brown was racist. Who is Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown, you know, and Snoopy. He's like the a cartoon. cartoon character. Yeah, the cartoon character. Okay. Because like... that is that the white dog? Yes. Okay. Because um, there's a, a, um, a movie and, it, and then there's this one scene in the movie where they're, 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 they're like at like a dinner party. Mm. And like all the white characters are on one side of the table, and the lone black character is on the other side by himself. Okay. And and everyone's saying, "Oh, that's racist! How you got everyone in nice chairs, but you've got the one black kid by himself in a dick chair, <laughs> like all of this nonsense." That's the one. Okay. Okay. And so I've never watched Charlie Brown before, so um, I couldn't comment. Mm. But, but 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 people were saying, "Oh, that's just his character. He's, he's someone who likes to to um, stand alone. Yeah, be alone." So I, I was I was looking at this, and I was thinking, right? How do we get to a point where we find fault in even Charlie Brown, and how the people are positioned around the table? Mm. And, and then it got me thinking about this whole sensitivity area we seem to be in at the moment. Okay. And I was just, and then in my mind, I, I was trying to pinpoint what caused us to enter this 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 era of sensitivity. Mm. I think I have the answer. <laughs> or I have uh, a hypothesis. Said by no famous, one who ever has last words. Yeah. I, I have my hypothesis. Okay, let's go. Okay. Remember what I said, right? <laughs> God yeah. created the tree of... Uh, of <laughs> knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, and then mm. Eve ate of the tree. Mm. Okay. So I'm, I'm just putting it out there to begin so with. So you're trying to eat of the tree? No, 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 no. Because Can I ask a random question? Yeah, yeah. Before we get into okay. it. Just a side note. So the Garden of Eden was created post the fall of Satan. Mm-hmm. If evil had not been found or pride had Wait, not been did, found. Did you say post? Yeah. Isn't it pre? No, post, because the devil was in the garden. Yeah. So he had to have fallen. Oh, oh so, actually, you, so you were fallen of the angel. Okay, yeah. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, wait. I think your, your question might be what I want to talk about in the second part of the of your episode. Okay, all right. I'll save it and then if anything, I'll come yeah, back yeah. to it. Yeah, okay. okay. Go, go, go. So... Here's my here's my statement. All right. Here's, here's my the statement. hypothesis. Here's yeah. My hypothesis. All right. <laughs> okay. So, as women's voices <laughs> <laughs> have gained more weight in society, mm. 
Society has become more sensitive. <laughs> That's my statement. And I feel like if you want something to happen in the world, get the women to back it. And once the women back it, that's how it gets put through. That's a sexist comment, but hey. No, no, it's, I, I think that's very true. No, and, no. And we'll talk about it off, off podcast because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> There's even something that I, even I can't say. But yeah, um, I only say this because... Um, Peter's looking so solemn right now. Just, just we live in this era where um, even... Even the fact that we use the term sensitive, that is a mm. word that is more associated with women. And yeah, so like this is the, so before this, like the past 10 years or so, mm. men have been in quotes in control, you know, patriarchy and thing. <laughs> and we've never had an era where people's feelings can get. Have, have have been able to get so hurt so easily, mm. but now, but now that women have, have have been able to have their voice and the voices are being heard, and more women are getting into positions of power to affect change. People are allowing their feelings to come out, even if it's nonsense, and <laughs> <laughs> and and people are okay with people saying anything. People being offended by anything, people feel like it's it's okay for people to be offended by left, right, and centre. Okay. Sort of so I think we have to be careful, or that the, your hypothesis hypothesis is somewhat guilty of not being mindful of the difference between coincidence and consequence. And I say that because the idea of women's rights, names, voices um, becoming more powerful now. Is your hypothesis, hypothesis taking into consideration what has led to that and what has led to the PC culture that we're in now and whether or not those two are mutually exclusive or if it just so happens that as a result of this, this has happened? Yeah. This is why I, um, I said at the beginning mm. <laughs> that God created <laughs> the tree yeah. and Adam and, Adam and Eve ate from the tree. Right. I say that because, mm. just because God created the tree and Adam and Eve ate from it doesn't mean that it's because of God that Adam and Eve ate from the tree. So right. so, 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 I'm not saying that it's God's fault that they're sitting in the world. Yeah, yeah. In the same way, I, I, I'm not saying... <laughs> I, I, like, I like that setup, you know? I like it. I like that setup, because he set up and then he left it. <laughs> and then he left it. He just put it there and he left <laughs> it and it was like, nah, someone's yeah. going to touch this. And it does. Nah, I, like way, it, I like that. I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's women's fault that yeah, God's become yeah. more sensitive. Right. I'm saying that as women's voices have become more prominent, mm. um, just because of the way women talk, yeah, and it seems to, be, and it's now so like so like so like people are, are, are taking heed or, or, or the way women are talking. So mm. now people are talking the way women talk. If that makes sense. Mm. So so my disagreement is, I don't think. So when you say the sensitivities, this whole PC culture thing, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that is anything to do with women. In general. Okay. Because I think it's a matter of information overload and our communication overload in the sense of it's so much easier now to 
communicate and to communicate to such a large number of people that the consequence of that is everyone has to then try in their own way to be acceptable to the greatest number of people and in doing so you end up self-editing you end up offending because there's such a variety of people in the audience that you're speaking to and thus because the audience is so big now and people are so desperate to be accepted by such a big audience we have this culture of first it starts with self-editing and me trying to present something that's um that's not offensive to anyone and then that then that need then is so is fueled by this reaction where because it's such a wide audience in inevitably you're going to offend someone mm. and everyone's trying not to offend someone so i think it's i think that it's 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 an increase in bandwidth that i think has re- resulted in that i would counter <laughs> i would counter that more hasn't said anything <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm curious i'll counter that by saying mm. yes there's been um an increase in information mm. but i would also say look at the people who Look! Look at the type of people who are getting offended by people saying things. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at them. <laughs> Just look at them. Um, I say that in the sense that people who, who get offended by stuff aren't people like you, me, or Moses. They're not. They, 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 <laughs> <laughs> those that those that are listening won't understand <laughs> the confusion that went on right now. Because Robert said you pointing to me, speaking to me. Me pointing at Moses <laughs> or Moses, and then his hands went in the middle somewhere. Like, yeah, now carry on. Yeah, so like the things people get offended by, mm-hmm. it's certain demographics of people that are being offended by it. Now, I think in saying that, that's opening a whole different kind of worms. Mm. Um, and I agree, I agree to a, to a degree in that. Um, so. Do you agree with what? With, with Robert. Mm. I agree with Robert. <laughs> <laughs> it's not then. And it's, it's like, so I am, I am looking at um, liberation theology, specifically mm. black liberation theology, and looking at different voices within it. Now, I've been looking at a lot of um, black male voices, and I've just started reading a black female voice, and she throws the whole conversation wide open. Okay. And that so it's interesting that you bring this up now because I'm still going through a book right now, and even she's arguing. Um, so the male from the, from the male perspective, they said like, from the black perspective, no real change has come about without women. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna get that in a second. Yet their voices have been marginalized and been pushed to the side. Okay. So even like the Martin Luther King mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, it was predominantly women that mobilized people on the ground. Mm. But because Martin Luther King was the face of it, it's become a male-dominated thing, even though that it was women that was mobilizing people. Mm-hmm. And what we see now, and as Peter, uh, Robert was saying initially, is like, if you want to get something done, mm. women will get it done. Mm. Uh, most of church congregations now are women. And arguably, women hold a lot of power in the church, even by sheer fact of numbers. Okay. Yeah. To, get, to get certain things done, mm the women can galvanize people a lot easier. Unfortunately, the um, leadership board are predominantly male. Mm. And so officially it looks like the men are in charge, but practically the women are doing yeah. the work. So you see how, how before I said, if you want something to, to get done, mm. 
you get women behind it. Mm. What I wanted to say, but I was going to ease into it. I was going to ease it. But but that was brought this up. If you want something to to, to get put through, mm. if you win the black 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 po- female population over, it will, it will go through. The problem is, yeah. So like, if if, if you look at something like the, the, the Me Too movement started by black women, um, Black Lives Matter started by black women. There are, there, there are so many different things that are are are, are the ideas or black women and and like they put in, in in all the legwork. What then happens is other groups will then piggyback onto that and start mm. doing nonsense, which is which, which is how mm. I feel like we got into the era that we're in. Yeah, and I think again, not saying that it's black women's fault that we're in the era. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think what I was going to add to that was that it's a positive that in recent times, the female voice is starting to be so pushed to the, for, uh, to the forefront and to be recognized and to, to, to the point of even um, a, f- a potential female president of the United States right after a black president. That to, ha- to come that far is, is good. Um, and it's almost, it, not almost, it is the reality in which the marginalized voices are starting to be heard, which is given is presenting the rise for other people who feel marginalized to, to um, present their voices as well. Um, and <coughs> the the challenge is, we're currently in a, in a uh, position where before we've had to adhere to certain rules and certain constructs, which has meant that people were being oppressed by very by the means of the very constructs that were there to potentially um arguably like serve and protect and save them um so women's oppression was sometimes seen under chival- chivalrous acts so women are just meant to stay at home clean and cook and whatever and the men go out and do all the work it's seen as chivalry or whatever but in actuality women have been pulling their weight even more so than men to a large degree and they haven't been given the credit and so the facade now, chivalry is good, but the facade in which oppression was then put under chivalry is now being lifted up. It's now being lifted up in the sense of those who are being oppressed under certain regimes are now sharing that oppression. Which again comes back to your point in terms of other people are piggybacking off of that. And now we're seeing that um, institutions or stuff that was initially seen as good has done a lot of harm. And I think we're in a position where we don't know what to do with that. Everyone is shouting out their own solutions. Everyone is shouting out, you need to do this, you need to do that. And that's where the PC stuff is kind of coming in. You can't say this, you can't say that because people have been damaged by this. So no one gets, a, no, there's no winner in school, in school sports because we know that like the loser mentality is something that can scar people apparently. There's a winner. You know, like, there that. is a winner. But because of like marginalized voices, we don't know how to respond to that. So we've tried to do something to appease everyone which is then not um, beneficial for the whole situation. What's that phrase? Hard times create strong men. Strong men create, <laughs> create, yeah. create uh, is it good times? Good times create good weak times men. Weak men, yeah. And so I think that we're weak in a position where times. we're hard now recognizing the damage that has been time. caused by different um, structures and we don't know how to how to work around that. But I would say, is, is, is it damaged though? So like, so, so it's like you're saying that women were Oppressed, mm. having to stay at home. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. That whole thing of women being at home whilst men go out, out to work—that's been a model that's been in place for hundreds of thousands, 
I want to say hundreds of thousands, hundreds of hundreds of years, sort of thing. You sure? Yeah, so it's, it's like biblical times. No, no, because the um, the virtuous woman in Proverbs thirty one, she's actually industrious. She is, but but she was she was also the one who was taking care of the, of the children. Yeah, but she wasn't she wasn't bound to the house. She was actually industrious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. And so that that whole notion of women are just to stay at home and bear children and stuff is is a lo- very patriarchal. And the Bible is patriarchal. Like some of the most the predominant voices within the Bible is male. We have female voices within it, but predominant voices is male. You think there's, there's a reason for that? If if we believe that um, the Bible is spirit, um, what's the word? God's word. God's word. Yeah. Then if it is male-dominated, mm-hmm. is that a bad thing? If that's how God chose for the Bible to be written? There's, there's so many different avenues that I can look at that from that it will be hypothesis. Okay, let's but, say something. But say <laughs> one thing that I will say is that the Bible is how we have it. And so we have to take it um, as what God has seen fit for us to have um, and to interact with him based on. But one thing that I will argue as well is even when we do see <coughs> women within the Bible, when we do see women within the Bible, there's like a special... Um, it's almost like they stand out even more. So from the Old Testament judges, um, Esther, the Deborahs, she, they're not judges, but like I'm just calling out names, and like Mary, and then Martha, and then like all of them women, they stand out even more, and we get a certain glimpse. Um, not saying that we don't get a glimpse as to the character of God from the males, but it's like they stand out and they're even more unique in, in the way that they stand out, if that but, makes sense. But do they stand out because... They're women or because of what they did despite being women? I think they stand pretty much both. And I think they stand out as well in the uniqueness of their relationship in, in the situation. Uniqueness of their relationship with God in the situation. Pete's looking a bit contemplative in the corner. Yeah, he's... he's, he's <laughs> well, because... So I, I think... I wonder if we're, we're falling victim to this whole culture of finding a reason for something that fits a certain narrative mm. so we're, we're talking about w- women being oppressed and mm. now hearing having women speak out resulting in a pc kind of culture where everyone's in robert's terms so i don't get in trouble <laughs> behaving like women <laughs> um which I, I don't know if I don't know if that's I just I struggle to find the correlation in my mind where those two have anything to do with each other. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I think my So you think they're mutually exclusive? You you think that No, because I, I just think I think the whole PC stuff is something else. And and like I was thinking of on a more on a, on a more microcosm of this in Ghana, back in nineties or somewhere, the whole send your girl child to school was a big thing, mm. and female genital mutilation mm. was a big thing, and those two things were maybe shadows of what we're seeing now. In that, this gender had gone through something, mm. was going through something, and all of a sudden it came to light that this maybe shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And I'm looking at the result there in that smaller scale. And that didn't result in any more sensitivity. Mm. It, it resulted in something that was being done to a specific gender being 
stopped or at least publicly frowned upon because it was wrong yeah. and that being moved along. Nothing necessarily changed about the about about the the culture yeah. or, or the people in terms of anything else. It was just mm. This is wrong. Send your girl child to school because they yeah. also should be in school. Yeah. They should, should get an education. Yeah. Stop female genital mutilation. It wasn't at the same time. It was around the same time. But it didn't become, or it wasn't, it was nationwide and it was something that affected people, but it didn't have a result that I would see as even correlating to what we're seeing now with the PC culture and, and mm. stuff like that. I think um, one thing, one thing that I, I want to clarify from my perspective is that I am seeing of Pete. So I haven't been as clued up with Ghanaian culture mm. ever since I left Ghana. Um, take from that what you want. Um, but it's almost the PC culture is something that I see more prominent in the West than in Africa. Yeah, so that's another thing um, I was going to get I to. I see you. a lot more prominent yeah. in the West than in, than in African countries and stuff. Now, again, I d this is a generalization. I don't know Af African nations and country, countries. So I don't know if like some of them are taking it on board as strongly as we are. <coughs> Firstly, I feel like um, this is going to sound kind of bad, but I think we've got a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> and so we are able to then make more work for ourselves to a degree. Um, but one, one thing that I do um, agree with Peter on is that I wouldn't necessarily correlate, make a direct correlation between the rise of women voices with the rise of... Um, um, the PC culture or anything like that. Did you make correlation? I just said. This is well, what, what I am saying is that we have seen a rise in it, and I do think it is is for there is is beneficial. I think it is Wait, beneficial. Which one's beneficial? The PC culture. So I think the rise in people voicing out their oppressions is beneficial, okay. and the rise of people voicing their oppressions has, I believe, is what has steered us towards a PC culture. And so the rise of like. Um, LGBTQ voicing their opinions and stuff has now made us more mindful of how we in, uh, refer to them and how we interact with them and stuff like that. Mm. And oppre uh, oppressive systems that they feel have been put in place to oppress them. Mm. Um, which has made us a lot more PC and a lot more, um, bizarrely, we um, like, you can't necessarily be PC against them, but they are PC against, they're, they're some of them like project um, comments and statements and actions that if projected the other way would be frowned upon, mm. um, right. unfortunately. And so I, I feel like we're, we're, in a, we're in a position now where it's very much like, it's a question mark. It's very much a question mark. Like, how do you ask this girl if she used to be a man? How do you like ask this guy, has he ever touched up kids and been arrested for it? Like, let me do a DBS. Like, like, and so it's just like it, it you shouldn't have used those examples. <laughs> <laughs> so you get in trouble. For <laughs> but no, because that I think that that's where I was struggling. I don't think it's just women, like you said. I think it's oppressed voices because all of a sudden, all of these new microchasms of community are coming out that we're realizing oh maybe i offended him mm -hmm. by yeah. this thing that i yeah. said because of a protractive view yeah. so then that ties in with my initial assessment that the bandwidth expanding and us being able to communicate to a whole lot more people is part of the issue because okay. now a lot more people i'm able to see a lot more different communities and what i say reaches all of those different mm. communities and thus i have to 
edit what yeah. I'm saying because it's going to all yeah. these different communities and be mindful yeah. of think, offending them. I think them. I would add to that in that I don't think it's necessarily only the bandwidth. I do think the bandwidth plays a part of it, but mm. I feel as though the systems that were in place initially didn't allow you to share your voice. It okay. didn't allow. No, yeah, yeah. It didn't mm. allow you. Mm. So a child couldn't say to an adult, like you shouting at me makes me feel like this. Mm. It's like seen, not heard. Mm. I'll beat you. You're my child. You have no rights until I give you rights. Mm. But it's like no, like you can't hit me. Obviously, <laughs> that'll get you hit, hit me even more. But <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. But it's almost like some of these systems have stripped people of their voices, and so now. Now, with the ex, um, expanded bandwidth and stuff, people are starting to demand and take their voices back. Right. And so. starting to share that. And so I feel like, yes, there's a part of that, but I also feel like there have been things in place that have denied people from actually having a voice. Could I just say quickly? Go on. Yeah. You're saying that people are getting their voices back. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people haven't earned the right to have their, <laughs> have exactly. their voices. This is what I was going to say is <laughs> there's some people that shouldn't. Not not shouldn't have their voices back, but shouldn't have a, a voice. They shouldn't have a platform yeah. because you're talking about a kid like saying, "No, don't don't beat me." Yeah, okay, but no, actually, if if the kid's not beaten, because especially at, not, I'm not saying beat your kids. <laughs> if the kids are punished, beat them if or you have to. Or disciplined, yeah. <laughs> beat Again, can't. beat them if you have to. But if they're not disciplined, they will go alright and. Any child, any wise child that, that, oh, not any wise person that grows up is grateful for mm. the moments of discipline that mm-hmm. they had. Yeah. So then now giving a platform to children to then say, determine what it is, you know, can, well, no, don't, don't punish me. Don't I'm take my Xbox away. Don't put me on a naughty step. Don't use you. a cane. I hate you. Don't you know, you it's, it's, it's not right. And if, if you look at it from, if I'm to look at maybe a natural example, God doesn't give kids the ability to talk up until however old they are. Mm. They're fables that go on to why the gods took about took away the children's voices because they said something stupid. That date back way to, you know, mm. hundreds and thousands of years ago because they understood that not everyone that can talk should. Mm. And I think that's what we're lacking now in, in that some systems oppressed other people from speaking where maybe they should have. Mm-hmm. Those systems probably saved us from hearing certain people that should be speaking that yeah. shouldn't be speaking yeah. that and now I are. I, I definitely agree that um, each system will have elements of good well not each but there'll be elements of good and elements of bad mm. in different systems some systems are wholly corrupt some systems are more good than corrupt um, there's different degrees into each system except um, for the system created by God except for the system created by God but as mediated by men there will be corruption in it oh, so yeah, yeah um, hey it's but I think I think my major statement or argument is that we don't know what to do with it Mm. We're still in a position of trying to figure it out. Mm. And so it's like, now that kids have rights. <laughs> Where did you grow up, man? <laughs> kids have always had rights. Not in Ghana. Had rights. <laughs> Not in Ghana. You had <laughs> rights outside of your parents' house. Your teacher will beat you. Call your parents, they will beat you. And he but made good children. He made good children. But, but, yeah. but if, how many times have you seen a beating gone like, where you're like, raw, you're kind of going overboard. Yeah, right but then now. that's because of that's because of now because they stopped beating the children no, 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 no. and then those no, children no. kind of grew up to no, not in, be responsible in Ghana, in Ghana I've seen like kids getting whipped to the point where I'm like raw like easy easy fair enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can easy. remember a few instances <laughs> yeah, you know like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so I'm like we have seen each of us here have, has seen and I'm sure of this instances where things that are meant to protect have gone awry yeah mm-hmm. 
I can even like random stop and searches. Yeah. Meant to protect, it's gone wrong. So, and now it's like there's a pushback against that. So now people are pushing back. You can't stop and search me. Mm, by law, you, they can. Obviously, you can argue that I don't want to blah, 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 but by law, they can. Are they abusing their power? Maybe. And so I feel like I, I still come back to we don't know what to do. Yeah. We don't know what yeah. to do in the sense of um, I now know that um, beating children may have psychological um, implications if, it, if it's taken to a certain extent. Gonna say something so bad, but yeah, thank you for saying if it's taken to, to a certain, certain extent. extent. Yeah, but does that mean we don't beat them at all? Because we know that, that that's going to be detrimental. Well, I, I say we don't <laughs> discipline them at all because that's going to be detrimental to them. But and so it's very much like so. Where do we draw the line? We don't know. And in this in this period of trying to figure it out, everyone as people, everyone's got a voice. So everyone's pushing out some people are pushing out foolishness some people are pushing out wisdom. the majority of people are pushing out foolishness I'm and sorry. so it's very much like how do we navigate the sea of foolishness to actually find a needle in the haystack to be like this is what we should be doing i thought what's going to happen is it's going to be found for us in the same way that um so it's kind of like a pendulum hmm. Hmm. in a sense, sense that mostly, yeah. like if you take america for instance mm -hmm. we had obama for eight years Mm -hmm. And as soon as Obama left, <laughs> they went to Donald Kendrick Trump. Strong, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we are, I don't even think we're at the end swing of the pendulum yet. I think we've still got a ways, mm. a ways to go. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I, then I feel like when it comes back, martial law is coming. The thing, the thing, the thing to I, I think know as well is there is a, a line drawn in that, especially for Christians, mm. there is a line drawn in that we are we have the Holy Spirit to guide, mm. and so where you've got Christians that are listening to the Holy Spirit, you're bringing up your kids with the guidance of mm. the Holy Spirit. You are try, not trying to you are, you are living a life that is a Christian's life, which is a life in relationship with Christ, mm. you're at, you're, you are in a much better place. Mm. I think our conversation mostly applies to the general populace, yeah. which has to be non-religious because mm -hmm. of the so many yeah. different skews mm -hmm. um, of people that yeah. are out there. I want to say as well, just in addition to that, like even in living in line with the Holy Spirit, you will make mistakes. Absolutely. But then that's where the... There is there's a buffer for that. There's mm. grace, and those mistakes are minimal, not minimal, Hopefully. but the the effects, the consequences of them are inconsequential because God works them all together for good for mm. they that love Him and are called, mm. um, uh, you know, His children. So th mm. that I think that's I think that's for me being a Christian. I push is, against that, but I'll let you finish. I think I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Being a Christian is it, it's. It puts you in a much better place because you have God in your life. And when I say being a Christian, I'm not just talking about going to church. Yeah. I'm talking about living a life yeah. where you are in concert with Christ, mm. in concert with God, and thus your life is informed by him. Mm. So I think that that's a much better place to be in yeah. than otherwise. And I think most of our conversation applies to the otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we're also affected by that, by lawmakers, etc. Yeah. I think... Um, and the reason I said I want to push against that is um, everyone's expression of faith is based on perspective and based on culture and based on heritage and stuff like that. Um, and 
there are folks who have grown up in different backgrounds and different heritage and from different denominations, not only denominations, but historical backgrounds and stuff who view God's work in specific ways. And so it's almost like if it's not this way, I'm just being around the bush. So basically, um, there are parents who are very domineering, believing that as a parent's right, biblically, to be domineering over their children. And there are parents who are very wishy-washy with their children, thinking, oh, case um, or or whatever. Like, things are going to work out the way they're meant to work out and stuff. And and so I, I want to add an om- almost like a, a measurement that you, as Peter, Peter was saying, I also wanted to make it clear where it's like you, you need to be growing in that relationship where you're actively hearing and actively like challenging your character, where you're allowing the Holy Spirit to shape you, mm. which then affects the way that you lead your family. It isn't just, this is the way that I've done things, I'm just gonna pray, but it's like there is that sanctification going on where the Holy Spirit is transforming you, where you can be open and honest with yourself and with your family and with your children that yo, I've made a mistake and like this shouldn't happen or blah, 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 this and that, where they can see the humility of Christ working through you. So I just want to make that a bit more clear because sometimes we can bring our traditions into this and think that's God when it's not. And we can bring what we have known and think that's God and that's not, but rather be open to God shaping and changing everything in our lives to reflect something that is totally different from what we thought God was like. Um, But he's showing us more of himself. Yeah, I think, Um, yeah. yeah. Saying being a good Christian, being a good parent, being a good Christian means you should be or being... Being a Christian, being a good parent is part of being a good Christian mm. because children are a gift from God yeah. that we're meant to steward. Mm. Um, and the Bible gives specific instructions as to how to steward your children mm. as well. So I yeah. completely yeah. agree. So, uh, yeah, I, I know, yeah, it was the same line. I just we're, we're, we're at about the halfway point, but I do want to throw in this little curveball. Because you mentioned women be at home, take out mm-hmm. the children kind of thing. And it almost sounded in a term, in a, in a tone that kind of suggests that's not the way it should be. And I think you kind of alluded to it when you said, if that's how God's written the Bible, then is that how society should be? Uh, <laughs> that's why I said to begin. God made the tree. <laughs> God made the tree. He didn't make the tree from it. But, so I, I was thinking, going back to prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say prehistoric, whatever. Going back to Adam and Eve times, mm-hmm. if Eve is going to get pregnant with Cain, Abel, mm. and then uh, Seth, that's a year. Well, that's maybe if I take the last three months of the pregnancy mm-hmm. as her not, sh- maybe she shouldn't be out yeah. doing everything. Yeah. And then first year, she's feeding, mm-hmm. she's nurturing. She's doing what she's biologically built to do. Mm-hmm. That's a year, maybe, mm-hmm. that she's dedicated by virtue of her being a female homo sapien mm. to taking care of a child. Yeah. So if that's the natural order of things, mm. then is it so far-fetched an idea that women are more domesticated I like the quotations. The reason I I would push back on that, Mm. and the reason is, again, it's a choice. To feed your children. No, not to feed your children. (laughs) Well, it is. Well, that's a choice as well, to be honest. It is a choice. Um, But I say it's a choice because it's a choice to stay at home. 
I don't. I, so I, it's I, it's yeah. like obviously when you're giving birth, you can't do that. Because of course, so talking about Adam and Eve, we're talking hunter gatherer yeah. kind of situation mm-hmm. where they would go and hunt. Mm-hmm. They'd go out and farm. Maybe yeah. I don't know if farming yeah. was instituted okay. at the time. So but um, in the book, in the book that I'm reading, and the reason I'm pushing back on this, in the mm. book that I'm reading with from the female black voice, um, it during slavery, women, black women, were required to work equally as hard as the men on the field, even through pregnancy, mm. even after birth. Mm. So they weren't, they weren't given that time, that opportunity to stay at home and nurse their children. Mm. So some women would tie their children to their bodies mm. and then breastfeed as they're working. Mm. Um, and so not saying that they chose to do that, no, but they have the capacity. <laughs> it's not no, sound like Kanye out here. No, like that. <laughs> it was good for now. <laughs> Get out of here. But it's like they have the capacity to do more than we're giving them credit for. So staying at home, <laughs> nah, nah. Don't say I'll that push back. Don't say that. I'll big push big back against big that big so hard because <laughs> slavery was not the natural no, order no, no, of things. No, it wasn't the natural order of things, but and, and I'm not saying. And, and, and no, I'm, I'm saying extreme situations called extreme measures. No. What's the word? Um, oh, but no. What, and re- uh, reason, the reason I'm saying phrase. this. The reason I'm saying this mm. is is that it's not necessarily that um, in the patriarchal system, it's just like men protect women and I, I do I've got a wife and I'm, I've got daughters and I'm just like I want to protect them mm. I want to protect my family and I know that my wife feels the same about me she wants to protect me now her um, expression of prote- protection and mine is different mm. um, by virtue of who we are and our strengths and our weaknesses and stuff like that it's different but what I am saying is that women have the capacity to um, and not just in slavery but in general mm. to do more so in, in, for instance, I was shocked the first time. It's, it, it's, it startled me the first time I saw a female delivery driver. Okay. And I, I was like, why does this surprise me? Mm. And I'm like, because I haven't seen... You're sexist. No, I, I didn't have the notion of like women should or would want to carry loads of like big l- crates of people shopping up and down flights of stairs. Mm. And I'm just like, I would rather men do that. And, then you, and I'm just like... So even without realizing, I've almost compartmentalized these roles. Right. And I d- haven't given them the credit in doing the work that they can actually do. You saying credit says... Or not even credit, but recognizing... Well, no, no, no. I'm not attacking, I'm not attacking, I'm not attacking what yeah. you're saying, but I'm saying there is a physical difference mm-hmm. between a male and a female. Yes, there is. Bone density, muscle yeah. structure. Mm-hmm. Thus... It's not surprising then that jobs, work, whatever that requires physical exertion would be more suited to Mm -hmm. the body type that is more suited to that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I get what you're saying, and and it's true. You don't see female delivery drivers Mm -hmm. by virtue of carrying upstairs. But I think we give it too much credit when it's just, it's a physical job. It doesn't, it's not that far-fetched for me that the body type and i'm talking male female i'm not talking a and b i'm not talking specific this woman this man i'm saying the male body type is Mm -hmm. more suited towards physical Mm. activity yeah and i think um and i agree i agree Mm. i think what um my so this this is a good conversation because i'm still thinking through my thoughts and i'm still kind of mulling over what the implications of what i'm reading are in terms of wider interaction and stuff mm. and but um the thing that i'm mulling over is that we have so at sometimes 
blindly assigned roles to gender mm. um, based on different criteria. Mm. Now, birth isn't something that we've blindly assigned. Mm. <laughs> like genetics has assigned that. So genetically, men cannot give birth. You'd Not, for <laughs> Not for long. Not for long. We might be listening to this in a couple of years thinking, well, I was wrong. Um, but it is a case in which, and after you give birth, the body has been taken through some activity that it needs to recuperate from. Mm. And so wisdom will tell you, yo, like take some time to recuperate from this. Mm. Um, and yeah, and but it's like that within that, is not necessarily saying that the the rest or the totality of the woman's life is domesticated. But there are periods which it will be wise or good for her to be domesticated or mm. be within the household, mm. but not that the entirety of her life is should be no is, no um, yeah. yeah wholly given to being domesticated, mm. which some tend to sweep your woman domesticated. Mm, okay. Your woman clean the house, blah, 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 this mm, and that. Mm. Um, you're a man, go out and go work. It's almost mm. these clear cut broad brushes mm. where I'm just like, it's not quite like that where mm. we're not given credit, but we should recognize mm. that the, the ability to do mm. sometimes is way more than we've been, we've actually attributed. Okay. And okay. In in a sense in which so I'm happy about this because it's allowed me to clarify my thoughts. And I'm not necessarily saying that women have done it in slavery, so continue doing it. Nah, because that was extremely harsh conditions, mm. which weren't ideal. Many of the women lost. Which babies. weren't humane. Many yeah. of the women lost babies mm. due to that. Yeah. Um, and mm. suffered by means of that. And so it's a case in which yes, let's look at what like the natural order of things are saying. Mm. But let's not cope with broad, uh, broad brushes and just say all women are domesticated, all men go out into the field and go mm. do these things. Mm. Yes, Adam was given the charge of being the gardener before Eve came, and so he mm. was working, doing the physical work. Um, but Eve was with him in the, in the garden, mm. yeah. and we don't know what she was doing within that because the Bible doesn't say. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> we're at forty minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> you might right. just have to keep this. Keep this. Yeah, but yeah, let's do hookups and then we'll, we'll do a shorter segment. Cool. All right, so hookups. Can I go first? Yeah. Because I've been away. Don't ever use my hookup for you. You use my hookups to suggest Me- championships. championships. Don't ever, <laughs> ever. That I will write to you. I will write an email. That was a great album. I, I was listening to this getting angry. Like, how dare he? Because you actually specified. Do you listen to the album? I haven't listened to the album. Listen to the album and no, no, see how you feel. Uh, but I, I remember listening because I was listening to that podcast, getting upset. That why is he using my hookup for champion? You should have switched. It. Anyway, my hookup um, is a podcast called Villains because uh, I, I think I'm sounding like a villain a little bit today, and it's these film critic type guys where they pick up a villain from a movie and do like a deep dive on the character, the motivations, the consequences, the regrets, um, and I, I just find it interesting. Their first episode, no, it wasn't the first one, but the most recent one I listened to is Gone Girl, the villain from the movie Gone Girl. Never watched it. I haven't, I haven't actually listened to that yet because I haven't watched Gone Girl. The one I most recently listened to was uh, Regina Hall from Mean Girls. I haven't watched that either. The, the baddie from Mean Girls. Vagina Hall. Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Regina Hall. I think it's Regina Hall. I'm not sure the surname. Regina from Mean Girls. They did one on Killmonger. That I found was quite hey, interesting. Hey, I might watch the Killmonger yeah. thing. It's a listen, podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it did, it's 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 an easy listen. Uh, so check it out, villains. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll go next. Mine is an album by Show Baraka. 
called The Narrative. Hey. It's, a, it's an old one, mm. oldie but a goodie. So yeah, Show Baraka, The Narrative, um, Spotify, that thing. It's, yeah, it's dope. Cool. My hookup this week is an app. Well, it's, it, it's not, just the, but there's no specific app for it. It's um, Couch to 5K. Couch to 5K. Yeah. So so like that, the idea is that over a series of like nine or 10 weeks, you'll be able to run 5K by the end of it. And how many minutes? And around 30 minutes. Oh, 30 minutes, including a five minute warm up and warm down. So five, five minutes warm up, 30, 30 minute run, five minute warm down. And yeah, so it's, it's like three bad. times a week. I've I've completed week one so far, and I'm. What's your five like, k time now? Oh no, so 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 like, at the beginning, it's not time when you. It's not you. You never do like a five k. Uh, at the beginning, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like so. This week has been one minute running, ninety minute walking, one minute running, ninety minute walking, and then next week it'll build up. One minute run, ninety minute walk. Sorry, ninety seconds run, ninety seconds walk. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, 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 so it's it, it just a way to like slowly build your build your, your stamina to be yeah. able to run all. And I need to build my stamina because my running is terrible. My five k is like an hour. <laughs> really, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I just yeah, fair enough. My, I what can't happened? run. No, it's always been that way. I've never been able to run. I've never been able to run. I just I don't like running. I'll skip for days. <sighs> skip a lot, but I, I just I hate running. Running is nice when you get into it. I, I've always hated it. Next year is one of the things I'm looking to, just because I can't do it, I'm mm. looking to build up on it. But yeah, I think you should like try to do um, 1K in five minutes. 1K in five minutes. Yeah. I do 1.5 miles in under 10, which is the which is the army um, okay. passing standard. So 5K, a 1K in five minutes will kill you. I imagine. Just, yeah, never it's almost like athlete thing, but if you can do that, then if you can pace yourself out, you hopefully should be able to kind of get much better. Target. It's a target to achieve. All right, right, let's keep this segment short and sweet. Let's go back to my to my initial statement. All right. Um, God made the tree. Mm. Adam and Eve ate for it. Mm. Ate for it. Mm. Let's do some apologetics. Hey. So, so, oh, so <coughs> how do you argue to someone that it's not God's fault that there's evil in the world if he created the tree? Because of free will. Uh, no, actually, no, no, no. Let me not go there. <laughs> because sovereignty. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. let you, I'll let you talk. <laughs> yeah. God, like, I was, I was like, God created your hand, but he didn't call you to slap that person. You chose to do it. Yeah, but okay. Okay, but what, 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 what someone says, if God didn't want evil in the world, he wouldn't have created the tree in the first place. True. But the tree was there. Then you still ate from it. So God wanted evil in the world. <laughs> so God wanted evil in the world. Yeah. No, it, it, it's it's that. same argument for like, why did God create Satan, knowing that he would he would one day turn evil? Yeah, which is the argument around kind of just judge, punish you, knowing that you're going to commit a sin before you commit it. Mm. No, he can't, because it won't be just because you haven't committed it, and you can argue I wasn't going to commit it. But once you've committed a sin, you can be like, yo. You committed a sin. So you, you can argue back that, so God wants us to commit the sin to then put us into hell or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a question, yeah, that is just sitting at the top of, at the forefront of my mind. I'm not going to say it because I've been thinking about this outside of the podcast. And I think if I say it, this is not going to be a 15-minute conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my, my hypo- hypothesis regarding this goes back to why did God create the devil? 
I'm going to create the morning star, Lucifer. And I think it ties in with, and this is me being my principles of random correlation, not out of context, but weird. Um, <laughs> so I think it ties into God being a perfect God, God being a perfect being, in that a perfect being has to be perfectly honest in all his endeavors. Um, and thus, in creating, he created everything he created everything mm. having created everything he also has given everything well not everything but he's given certain things autonomy and in doing so creating them without the limitation of um without the inability to rebel mm. i'm saying a double negative but he gave them in creating them honestly, in creating them fully, he has given them opportunity and ability to rebel against him. Mm. Otherwise, you're creating a software program, mm. which sometimes can also rebel against you. However, if you create a soft, if you create software, if you're writing code, and the only parameters that code has to follow are A or B, and there are no opportunities to go C, mm. that code will never go C because mm -hmm. you haven't given it autonomy. However, true autonomy from a perfect God gives you the opportunity to not do what that God wants. Mm. <laughs> and thus, God created Lucifer. And the Bible says, um, he doesn't say of Lucifer, he says of a king, but the structure by which God is speaking, by which the prophet is speaking, he's obviously talking to the power before the king, because he said, you were in the garden, you were the shining one. Mm. He's talking to Lucifer. He says, iniquity was found in you. And it sounds as though, it wasn't like, that was Placed in you. put there. Yeah. It was by virtue of giving Lucifer autonomy to do what he was designed to do, which is worship. Mm. He was a chief worshiper, chief musician. He then became, became, <laughs> became proud <laughs> mm -hmm. and pride led to him thinking, now I want the throne. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just worship it. And he convinced a third yeah. of the angels. So yeah. by virtue of that, Lucifer iniquity was found in lucifer and lucifer was then rebelled cast mm. down and the tree of knowledge of good and evil was there for the same reason in that god could have hidden it from mm. adam and eve however then even if just to god that's not honest that's not mm -hmm. completely honest because there is such a thing as there is an omission and thus i think god in being perfect and in being entirely mm. honest had to yeah. have it there because it is in existence and yet stress don't eat from it yeah. which is exactly what he did but then could you argue that if it was not created then it's not an omission no because there is such a thing as good and evil that's that's not that's not something that is just fabricated yeah. there is such a thing as good and oh. evil <laughs> oh. and so if if that wasn't created then there is an omission that the, the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, because evil was there. Yeah. So where did evil come from? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was found in Lucifer by virtue of the same principle of God being entirely perfect in his creation and creating beings with autonomy. No, 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 no. no. So, okay, so, 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 so before God created anything, mm. there was no evil in the world. There was nothing. There was no world. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so in the beginning... Mm-hmm. It was just good. Yes. When it, when it was just good, 
or three persons of God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be. <laughs> because, no, we have to. We might as well. We have to. <laughs> yeah. We have to. If we're going to be specific, okay. let's be specific. So during that beginning, mm. there was only a triune God. Triune God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So during that time, who himself had no beginning. Please, Wrap please. your head around that. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's just, yeah. Drop my, no, because I want I want to stress how difficult it is what we're talking about, yeah. and not just gloss over it yeah, by yeah. allowing certain and things think, to pass. Yeah. That's why I'm I being think as well in agreement specific. with what Peter, what Peter was saying is that by virtue of God creating something that isn't God brings in the possibility for something that acts in opposition to Him, there, which then yeah. brings in the possibility of evil. Yeah. So yeah. by virtue of creating, there's now the possibility for evil. Yeah possibility for something to happen that you don't want or you don't will as God. Mm. This is the first time like I'm fully agree with you. Like, <laughs> yes. Because it's yeah. like only God is perfect. Yeah. Everything else is not. So is God incapable of creating perfection outside of himself? But he 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 didn't create himself. He just is. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. is perfect. So that, that, that's what and I said. So is, is, is an all-powerful God unable to create perfection outside of himself? That's the question I'm asking. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a very good question. But I think eventually though. I think I think that the the reality is God still has free will, but by virtue of who he is. And so I think it's God being God is what makes him perfect. And so for him to create something else that is perfect, essentially saying he's creating another God. So does that mean that after Judgment Day, when everyone's separated into heaven and hell, mm-hmm. in heaven there will still be the possibility for, for evil to so exist? That's, that's what I was going to say. Eventually, I think we get to that perfect stage. The Bible says when we see Christ, we'll be made like him, for we have seen him as he is. Um, and when we get to that stage in heaven, post sin being overcome and death being put under Christ's feet, there is, well, there is no second judgment. He's got glitter in his chin. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) In his beard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there there is, I I don't think after after judgment, after that separation, Mm. there is no possibility of sin because we are made like Christ and thus we're able to see God. And I think, in an agreement with that, God has given us his Holy Spirit. And so there is the element of God's perfection. And so I know your argument, so why couldn't you give him the Holy Spirit uh, when he first created the beings to perfect them from blah, 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 blah. I'm preempting you. I don't talk like that. Well, you're about to. This is proper like, we've drawn a line here. <laughs> Us against you. Um, Me against the world. <laughs> but I, I believe we get a glimpse as well in terms of the Lamb, the lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the earth. Yeah. And so there was full knowledge of that. Mm, mm, um, mm. Yeah, which then leads into the question that's in my mind, so I'll say it afterwards. But um, there was there was God's foreknowledge of that man will sin. There will be sin introduced in the world. I will have to create. There will have to be a plan of redemption stuff, all of them stuff. And so everything was planned out. Mm-hmm. And so um, the fact that sin is in the world has never been a surprise to God. But rather weaving, woven into his, his cosmic plan. Mm. Um, yeah, however you feel about that. Uh, I think it's also maybe worth thinking of the fact that God created a lot of other beings, not just man. And thus, if we're to look at if man hadn't sinned, the trees would not have disobeyed God in their existence from whether or not before the four trees would die as well. 
um, you know, mm. the grass, the flowers, the animals, none of those guys rebelled against God per se. Uh, so if you're in, in answering your question, can a perfect God create perfection? I think he can. Um, I think the element of um, contention comes around love's place in perfection. If if God wanted to create human beings perfect, he couldn't give them entire autonomy. He couldn't give them entire free will because it's free will that gives us the opportunity or, or the permission to go against God. So mm. I think that's where the contention yeah. is. And, I think and that's where I think love has a place yeah. in perfection. I think as well, um, it was only, biblically anyways, it's only over man that God said we're going to create in our, in our image, image okay, yeah, 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 that's true as well. Um, yeah. And so, there is something of a reflection of who God is and who we are. And I think, like, just naturally in Adam and Eve, we get a, like that glimpse. Mm. Um, and so, the Bible is able to say, through Adam, sin entered the world, because mm. it's like he was the representation of what the world had the potential to be. Mm. And then through him, sin entered the entire world. But through Jesus, who is the perfect union of man and God. Mm redemption and salvation has entered the world mm. that all who are found in him mm. will not like will take salvation mm. and so i think in christ we see a perfect being mm. we see the perfect and even in christ he's still tempted by evil mm. he was still tempted to sin he was still tempted where he was like i don't want to go to the cross I recognize this. I want to go against what you have ordained, but let your will be done. Mm. And so I think, I believe that in Jesus, we see a perfect creation. Part God, well, fully God, fully, fully man. man. Mm. We see a perfect creation, um, the only begotten son, not created. But as human, he was created. And so we see that there. And now we are then being directed to follow him. And he didn't sin. Okay. I think that would be a nice place to round up. I wanted to throw in a little something. No, 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 no. <laughs> Save it for next time. No, just a random thing. Just a random thing. Just a random thing. Just the fact that our image of Adam and Eve could be vastly wrong mm. based on the fact that if those two are the master gene um, and we've had so many different iterations coming down, it could very well be that they are different than what we picture in terms of their physicality. And mm. I say that looking at like maybe the fact that uh, an elephant evolves from a, a mammoth, a mm. mastodon or something like that. And you look at the two and they're mm. fairly different. So it could be that, you know, given so many years of generation, generational genes, mm. genetics have, have gone past, like Adam and Eve could be very, very different than what we picture them to be. Mm. But I think that's a good place to round up. <laughs> Right, guys, you heard it all. I fully enjoyed this, you know. <laughs> Apart from not being around, coming back, you did say I would enjoy the topic. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Hey, guys, let us know what you think. Um, again, as I said, I'm not saying women are the odd reason why. I can't get past that chest move at the beginning. Like, I'm going to set this trap here for you guys. Someone's going to step <laughs> on. Almost into like Yu Gi Oh! I'm going to set my trap card. <laughs> 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 as soon as I said, it's like, activate my trap card. <laughs> Hey guys, let us know what you think. Um, you can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blacks and no apostrophe on all good podcast websites, Blacks and Furnace with an apostrophe. Shout out Rude for the intro, outro music, Calvin Tunnel for Ordinary, amazing logo. 
Twitter at the UK, email address tbsfurnace.hotmail.com. I think that's everything. Nice to meet. When's that out? coming? Uh, January should be one of the episodes. Uh, we've practically finished filming, but yeah, yeah, editing coming. Well, going to start soon, I hope, with someone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do the editing. I, I might have to now. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to now, but I don't actually know how to do that. Mm. So I'm going to be studying um, and trying to do it at the same time. But, but, yeah. I won't volunteer cool. until I'm asked. Cool. Any shout outs for you, Um No, just anyone who's like jumping on my Instagram and winning coming off next week. So, yeah. For two weeks. Right. Fair enough. Right. And I guess this is the Blacksmith's further signing out. It's Blau. Hadouken! <laughs>